Wait, this is live? Not live, like, on... Not, like, people aren't watching us as we're talking. Wait, wait, no, I see myself, right? Hi. <laughs> oh, I see what you mean. I see I see what you did there. There's, Welcome to the Get Off Set podcast, though. My name is Emily. And my name is Andrew. And it's going to be the first time that people are going to be seeing seeing you doing the podcast. Because I'm usually in the videos, though you did do an intro for uh, a demo pedal. We... I I did, know. yeah, but good gravy! Like, is now a bad time to say I probably should have worn pants today? I mean, nobody can see unless I like stand up to like stretch out my leg. I do that sometimes during the recording. Yeah, like I'll just stand up and stretch my legs. Or like I've got this this handy dandy. So I'll be like, whoop! I'll just stand up and talk to it. Is that weird? So that's what that that's what that sound is. So like I'll do that sometimes, or like I'll go on mute and like. I mean, sometimes these are long episodes. Sometimes I, you know, just, I have a mason jar and I really have to pee. And now I can't do that. <laughs> oh, why don't you, why would you just turn around and go over to that litter box for those kitties who's boss? Yes, there is uh, two litter boxes right behind those curtains. And uh, <laughs> bonus points to uh, anyone who points out like timestamp as you see the kitties. The orange one is Princess Poppy and the Calico. Mm. I don't know he's he's a seventeen pound beast. His he's name big. is Prince Percy. Prince Percy. He's huge. Timestamp as you see him, but they've definitely been uh, running around today. Mm. Yeah, I see. You know, I saw them a little bit when we were just chatting about life. But uh, it's October, which means your color scheme finally is seasonally appropriate. It is. I mean, it's always appropriate, but it'll be especially appropriate through Thanksgiving. It will be more appreciated by the masses, which yeah. uh, means this is a great opportunity for me to evangelize my love of orange to all peoples. Like uh, you so don't do that every single week. <laughs> eh, but now it's a uh, it's socially acceptable, right? It's Halloween. It is. Well, you know, I think that some people would say it's always acceptable to to like what you like. I mean, some of our favorite things are orange. Let's be honest. Candy corn. A oh. good start. Oh, dude, no. Uh, let's see here. Uh, pills. That's a good start. Um, what else is orange that we like? Traffic cones. Do I have anything orange in view? I can barely turn my my Jennings. I don't know. I'm just having fun. Like I'm that's just like orange. looking for anything orange to grab. My my trash can. My trash can is an orange bucket. Yeah, those Home Depot buckets that cost like five bucks or whatever. Yeah. I got so mad when I went to Home Depot. I'm like, do you have like a bag? And they're like, no, we have a bucket you can buy for five bucks. I'm like, I'm just going to make a few trips. Yep. Out of spite because screw you. That's rude. I hate it. Thanks. Yeah. Is that, no, that, that's red. My that is red. noise not war mug from Metaverse Electronics. You wore your Metaverse shirt the other day. I saw. I, I did. I, I wore it. I wore it on Wednesday. And I, like, I woke up and looked at my wardrobe. I'm like, what would be appropriate to wear today that reflects my mood that's just but that's not like people are gonna be like uh can you wear that even though i'm working from home uh just in the off chance that you know you have to take a a video call like this and then like a couple hours later you don't, don't you have like a butt like an emergency button up or sweater or oh something? i just moved it but yeah i do where did i move yeah. it to I've got my emergency sweater I have an emergency uh, polo. It's a wrinkle-free polo. And oh, I think, nice. I think it was no, time absolutely. to put it through the wash. I think it was time to put it through the wash this time. <sighs> nice. Um, but there's usually one sitting right on top of my amp because that's the place to put uh, wrinkle-free polos is on yeah. amps. Not beer. No beer on the amp. Just wrinkle-free polos. Uh, Things yeah. of which I have been guilty. Not, not on your amp. Not on your amp. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. I don't think I've put a drink on there since I put the first uh the first beer I used to christen it just on top of the amp for about three mm -hmm. minutes for a photo and then gently Never removed again. it. Never again. Never again. And the can of beer was orange. Georgetown but he's the Oh this is orange my can of mimosa. You need to up your game, young lady. Why? More orange. It it's October. Look you have no orange. excuse. Look how orange that is. That Damn is I can see that, but and going into my limited mm. edition, super there you go. rare. <laughs> uh, 
my can is also orange i believe these words yes oh it's a high it's like a caffeinated talking rain very nice it is a caffeinated talking rain i I don't have just one but i have two so i've got double the amount of orange cans than you jeez dude i'll worry about you (laughs) and like i've got one orange guitar but if you think about it sunburst has orange in it so that makes Mm -hmm. for another three Oh, I didn't tell you I'm going I'm getting a sunburst. Um I ordered a base a Squire Basics. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Rick was it, Rick expressed interest and when my husband expresses interest in like guitar stuff, I'm like <laughs> Yep. <gasps> yeah. Melissa has also been expressing interest and uh we're exploring what it would look like mm-hmm. to to join up as a team between this endeavor right here on my head was brand new. Look at, look, it's cute. It's It's the the floof. It's the fluff ball. I'm a cat. The the warmth is in the puff, the palm. Actually, it's called a palm. It's a palm. There we go. The warmth is in the palm as my friend Katie cool guy says. But if you ever see me just do this, like in the middle of the podcast, I swear it's just because I've spent too much time with cats. I was about to say, are you a cat? Um, I, I think I'm not, but I'm still waiting on my 23andMe results back. And <laughs> did you do that? No, I'm not giving them no. my DNA. I did that. I'm my sorry. whole family did that. It was interesting. We are uh, all from the exact same places in Europe. How surprising! Slightly uh, a lot of West, a lot of West Virginia, which I'm proud of. My uh, I'm from Ohio, but I'm pr- I'm proud of that Appalachian heritage. West Virginia uh, separated from Virginia because they didn't slavery and everyone makes fun of west virginia but they were uh an abolitionist state and i think that's pretty cool that is pretty cool i'm a fan of that but Historical i'm uh, not likely to uh, actually do one of those willingly um yeah. but we'll see i don't know 23 and me doesn't give your um dna to uh um what are they called like the fbi to the pigeons say, it's the watch no, pigeons but they have caught some very, very bad guys through the uh, less less reputable ones, I guess. Like Joseph, um, uh, the Golden State Killer, uh, Joseph something D'Angelo. Yeah, look, so, I mean, I jaywalked a couple of years ago, and I would really hate for that to come back to bite me. Yeah, I've jaywalking's away... not, really, it's not really illegal in Seattle. Did oh, I didn't know that. Know that. Yeah, as I... long... There's only one instance where it's truly, really illegal. Um, and if it's if if you're like downtown and your block is flanked by uh, stoplights, mm-hmm. then it's then you're not supposed to jaywalk. But if it's any other like any other street, any every intersection's a crosswalk in uh, Seattle. So technically, at any intersection, cars are supposed to give pedestrians the right of way. Um, and crossing in the middle of the street is not a crime unless um, you don't yield for the car and then it's not the car's fault. Like in the middle, in the middle of, if it's not an intersection, it's only legal if you get hit basically. All right. Then I regret having canceled my annual Frogger competition. (laughs) Human Frogger. (laughs) Jeez, dude. We only lost three people last year. (laughs) And we call that Darwinism. That's really the human race is better off that way. So, Oof, the dude. <laughs> Stop it. They hadn't. Stop. <laughs> they hadn't reproduced yet. <laughs> Stop it. The, you you Stop say Stop, I'm going to keep things. going. <laughs> Good God, you predicted everything. I I don't know. Maybe I should start buying lottery tickets because I feel like I've the, the things I say offhandedly. It's never the things I think about. I'm like, if. Uh, Okay, now that's going to, like, it's always the things I'm like, <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we had a plague? No, it would not. <laughs> that was never did. funny. It was a little funny, but. It was not. It's less right funny Right away, now. I was like, that's but awful. It's also more funny now because of how not funny it is. It's a coping mechanism. I'm laughing because it's sad. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what's new with you? Other than um, your uh, attire, that—that uh, that is new. What's new with me? Um, I I have been okay. So I've been going strong with the uh, with the snazzy design. 
courtesy of Joe Braggin. And that's been selling. That's that's like the 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 vintage um the vintage like little drinky cups from Taco Bell. Sure, I think that yeah, it's it's modeled after the the jet. Just because so, why don't you just show people? <laughs> um, let's see here. Let me grab visualize. I am going to do this carefully. Leave it to me to just like drop it. All right, so yeah, right that's... there, the DoD volume yeah. is the uh, the topper. I've got that for a whole bunch of different units, and mm-hmm. um, a whole bunch of them are behind me. The one I'm really excited for. Set that down. Get back on the mic. <laughs> the uh, the one that I'm really excited to see that it, um, for a unit that I don't personally own, but a customer ordered one is the Helix. Cannot wait for that to arrive and to see the photos, the customer photos of that. That would make me incredibly happy. Nice. But no, seriously, that's been selling really well. Uh, I think that's if that hasn't already passed up my numbers on the best selling design yet, it's coming close. Um, so I'm actually super psyched on that. And I've got other designs coming out and I'm feeling feeling pretty good about uh, some of the stuff I've got in the works. Uh, kind of just filling out some some really basic designs. Good. I think the. um Last week when we were talking with Mrs. Smith and talking about nostalgia and the, um, it kind of really sparked like this, like, oh man, like that's exactly kind of what I've been thinking, but I just needed someone to say that out loud to kind of just like really lodge that in my brain and for it to rattle around. And so I've been really thinking on that in the last week and wondering like what I, I'm getting so discombobulated here. Uh, so like art's so important though, right? Like art's super important. It's a great form of communication. It's able to do so much it, it, for art that we collectively know and love and understand. There's kind of that, that unity, that nostalgia. And a lot of the things we talked about last week with Mr. Smith. And I'm realizing that uh, part of the reason why I've been internally really hesitant to just start launching designs uh, in the shop just for the sake of having something in there is that just, if there's not a good reason to have the design there, it feels weird for me. Yeah. I've got, I've probably got 10 ish, maybe 15 ish, just designs that I've got laying around that have kind of sketched together that I could probably release at some point, but none of them really hit that like resonates. Like I feel the need that I need to make this part of the brand, part of the image, part of the messaging that we're sending out part of the story. And mm-hmm. um, so I've really been sitting on that this week. Um, and, and, uh, really happy with how I think the, uh, the schnazzy topper fits into, into that. And, uh, now that I'm really kind of boiling down and try to figure out what's coming up next, I'm, I'm really kind of excited to take that to the next level. Nice. So that's one part of it. The other part of it is mm. boom. I have a Merch. shirt. It is swell with my soul. Merch. There it is. And, uh, unapologetically a phenomenal gear pun. And yeah, I'm it's a good one. I'm, I, I can admit it's good <clears throat> once it's, you explained it to me. <laughs> it's got that nice blend of uh, kind of the callback to a, an old Christian hymn that uh, you hear in both Christian and non-Christian contexts. It's just kind of one of those timeless classic songs. And then just, you know, swells are cool. I yeah. love swells. So mm. it's kind of like a nice like Christian, but also universal kind of just really happy. We all love this kind of a feeling. So. And I think, I think the idea of just like, it is swell with my soul just feels so peaceful. And I just need more of that this year. And I can't imagine I'm the only one. So can I say like, talking about swells, I've had a couple volume pedals and Mm -hmm. this is going to sound so freaking weird to say, like I had the emission volume pedal. I have a little, um, I think it's called Mojo, but it's just like the most petite of the volume pedals. Uh-huh. But the Ernie Ball, the Ernie Ball VP Junior Tuner, yep. that's got the smoothest swell. Like I'm like, oh, I freaking get it. Like, yep. oh my god, it was night and day. It was just so different. Yes, I, and I love that thing. I know you're 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 gonna get one too. Um, yes, but, <laughs> and I know that like you you said like, oh, I don't see the point in having like the the levels visible. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only played one show with it, and I loved that sure all right oh well i loved it because it works for how i play right exactly that's what gear should be gear should be there to serve you and to to help you create music um but yeah no the i've got let's see here i've got 
one, two, three, four, five, six, seven volume pedals right now. Whew. And mm-hmm. but you need them because it's part of your R and D and your it, uh, yeah, definitely part of all of that. But it, it's also given me a chance to like side by side through several several different units, all the way from an old Goodrich, which is vaguely dated in the nineties, um, for the unit I've got. So that as old as I am, and all the way up through like something stuff that I've bought this year that's available in the market right now, and just seeing the difference in the feel and uh, it makes me so mad. I, I haven't tried the, the one that I've heard that replicates that that quality feeling that the bp jr has is the lele and i haven't got my hands on that yet that's going to be one of my next purchases no. uh, but the as far as like the sub 200 category you just can't beat the the feel of the vp jr i hate no. it because it's got that string but you just can't beat it yeah and i don't know oh, god i wish i remember off the top of my head when i was talking to robert randolph for a reverb.com article i wrote about pedal steel players he was just waxing poetic about this volume pedal. I looked it up later and it was like a five or $600 volume pedal. I'm like, uh, you maybe better later. be waxing poetically yeah, about I'm that. Like, that better be the best damn volume pedal on the planet. Yeah. No, I think the, well, what's the Lele coming mm-hmm. in it these days? Are you bouncing your leg up and down? No. Okay. Cause I just feel like there's this little gentle shake that happens sometimes. Yeah, so the camera's like rested on a laptop that I'm not really using okay. right now. Yeah. But if I just Oh yeah, there it went. There yep. it went. Yeah. It just just enough shake. Um so the Lele's coming in at three hundred dollars from sweetwater.com, brand new. Um, but there's no string. I want to say that one's a mechanical or it's a magnetic or it's it there's a invisible field of sorts that gets used for that. And but it was uh, like a theremin, like a, a theremin esque. I Volume that pedal. sounds that sounds like what it might be. You're not gonna that sounds it. like what that sounds like saying Brian from Bookworm. Was. Precise magnetic sensor. Mm-hmm. There we go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about that. But I mean, three hundred dollars is not necessarily accessible, and so that's why I'm always like, if you if you don't have the money for something super high end, VP Junior for something that, especially for the folks that don't gig that often, it's just really hard to beat and. Yeah. Whenever someone's like, well, what if the string breaks mid set? I'm like, well, that sucks. But there's a really handy dandy workaround. Um, if on the back of you got in and out and in a tuner out, that tuner out is full volume all the time, no matter what bypasses the potentiometer. <clears throat> so if you're in the middle of the gig and it just dies on just, you and it's not all the way forward, swap. you yeah. just swap out the cable and to bypass. You don't have to rip the whole thing off the board or um, go like, or, like, does anybody have a 12 inch patch cable? I need a 12 inch patch. Like, you don't have to yeah. no. That's not necessary. That's good to know, honestly. I, it's super handy, and I've seen it. I haven't had I, – I say this now. I haven't had a VP Junior string break mm-hmm. on me yet, but I've seen it happen for other people. <sighs> never and like, say been that. There, never, like, never, never, cal- never say that. Calm down. Calm down. Let me help yeah. you. Okay, we're good. Yeah. Finish the gig. Gosh, sorry. I just got, I just got memories of um, one time we were playing in Portland, and um, – <laughs> so a few practices before Portland, our bassist Isaac broke one of their bass strings, and it was like the first time that had ever happened to them. No, it was during. I'm sorry, no, it was during a gig. It was during a gig. Uh, we were playing with uh, Joey from Leneve, um, uh-huh. and uh, their bass string broke. And uh, then we were going to Portland, and uh, Jenna was like. The, the the first band, um, one of them broke a string. And Jenna was like, I don't know how y'all break strings. I've never broken a string. Moments into the first song, she broke a string. <laughs> so I'm like, never, ever say this is now. Well, that's never happened to me because that is just asking for it. <laughs> I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. And I'm that sounds stitious. that sounds like you're uh, you're asking for it. Yeah. You're going to ask what's new with me? I was about to say that. And I, I was know. like, I'm just going to get one last sip in. One last chug. Uh, chug, 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 chug. I swear there's no vodka in there. Um, <laughs> so, what's new with you? 
Oh my God. So much is new with me, Andrew. It's been a weird week. Should um, I just like kick back and. So, uh, yes, as we're filming this yesterday, that'd be Friday the 2nd, uh, my, the guitar.com live virtual trade show and guitar conference started off and, uh, my panel perfecting your pedal board, which I did with Eric from living room gear demos and Grant from Goodwood audio went live. So that was fun. You can watch, anybody can watch that now. All right. All right. If you had to, without spoiling the reason that like that, we should all go and watch it. Like. What's something that like really like might have been surprising? Like draw me in. Give me a reason to go spend part of my weekend to watch this. Well, Grant from Goodwood Audio has some pretty uh, heated opinions about tuners and about pitch shifting pedals, especially. All right. And he's he's Australian, right? He's not Australian. He's Canadian. He moved to Australia. And then as everyone I've ever, like he, he visited Australia and as most of the people I know who have ever visited Australia has happened to them, he met a person and Mm. he fell in love with that person and he moved there. (laughs) That's happened to three women. I know three women I know have just like gone for vacation in Australia or the Cook Islands met an Australian man and just been like, I'm going to stay here. (laughs) Three. <laughs> I mean, it's the accent. It's got to be the accent, or or, part or the uh, or the the relative resemblance to Hugh Jackman. I, I think it's one of those two things. Just immediate sex appeal. He's a handsome man. He's a very talented singer. He's a showman. Like he is just like an old school showman. He is. Like he is indeed. Yeah, um, but um, as one of the things I got for doing the panel was one oh, reach, 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 reach. <sighs> wait, wait. It, it's got a cable oh. in it. It's got a cable. Oh, it's it's. Is that what a lovely cardboard box? Oh, come on, dude. <laughs> it's I'm a kidding, the I'm Harmony kidding. Model Forty Eight Eighteen reissue. It's a little five watt amp. Yeah. Just the volume knob. Nice. And two inputs. It's two. Looks a sweet little baby tube amp. I love it. It's so cute and little. I assume this is going to be yet another piece of gear that uh, I'm not going to be able to steal from you indefinitely. You're not going to be able to steal it all. Dang it. It's mine. Well, consider me me jealous and uh, congratulations. Well deserved. Thank you. Thank and, you. Uh, I'm happy for you, but I want one. I also have a, a couple other pedals. Like I'm a little bit behind in my demos because, uh, well, no, not that people can see. Like people didn't know what this was like before. But I, I move. I kind of rearranged my office, and I'm just waiting for my new desk to arrive. And then when my new desk arrives, I'll be more um, set up to do demos the way I think they should be done. But uh, the first thing on my list is this little. Uh, Sweet little Ghost Ridge by Native oh, Audio. Oh snap! Look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. It only it only has two knobs, but it has four presets and secondary features. So the mix's secondary feature, you hold that down to access it like a Maris pedal. Yeah, and then you can set between four different kinds of reverb, and then you can set the depth, and then you hold down to set like the amount of modulation in the reverb. So that's oh. really neat. I think that's, I always think it's slick when they do that um, versus having more knobs, but it's, it's really neat. I like having the, the four presets. So this is probably going to be the first um, new pedal demo. I also have the Microcosm by Hologram Effects on my list to demo. I have a, you heard that, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Boing. Uh, I have um, this, app i'm really excited about uh demoing in tandem with the tysco interface and uh i have some more pickup swaps i'm going to be doing oh oh no i will be back ever so briefly <clears throat> if i can ever so to... briefly uh oh
going to take this moment to play guitar. I've been trying to learn. See, I need to move this desk forward. I'm learning lots of new things about this. But part of the reason I changed my setup was because the desk had been against the wall, which I didn't love. But then this corner of the desk was also against the wall, which meant that I had to, to it was, I couldn't play guitar with a sing in front of my computer very well. Is this the, the hold music? Yeah, sure. That was Caravan. That was that song. I feel uh. so awaited for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to cut that. <laughs> Wait, All uh, right. did it, hold on. <laughs> how, would, how would you do that? <laughs> that's how we do it right yes like a pretty uh, so, solid like mama shark impression um so this week's episode of the get offset podcast is sponsored by distro kid woo woo <laughs> i have uh been playing even more with distro kid i'm going to do another video about some of their um more unique feature feature set pretty soon but I just used DistroKid to, for the first time, to schedule a release. So that was pretty Ooh. neat. Yeah. So I, uh, uh, as you, as I think I mentioned, I was part of this um, compilation of songs about flowers from people across the globe called Violet. Check out getoffsetpodcast.com. Go to the interviews and editorial section at the bottom of the homepage to, to, to learn more about that. Um, but just as an experiment, uh, I uploaded it as a single under my own name. So you can either buy the or listen to the compilation or you can just listen to the, the single. I recommend listening to the whole compilation. It's lovely, but I just wanted to experiment with that. And sure enough, the day I said to go live, it was in every store I wanted to go live. I gave it maybe about two weeks lead time. And uh it worked really, really seamlessly for scheduling. So that was really fantastic. I didn't have to worry about it. I was like, oh my God, did it happen? Oh, here's all my confirmation that it happened. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that actually sounds pretty slick. Yeah, I'm I sure you're like... wondering why you got like why we got like 25 emails yesterday. <laughs> yes, I was gonna ask about that. I'm like, my phone's blowing up. And usually so my phone's been blowing up lately. This is completely off topic, but I'm gonna share anyways. All right. That's what I do. And but no, uh, I got the new mm. Wi-Fi system a uh, couple months ago, and it came with like its own like version of a Bluetooth enabled firewall where it like connects to my phone and gives me alerts when something like someone tries to access a site. Or is it? Is it, it yeah, I think I think I've seen similar. Um, which I'm like, I don't care enough to disable it, um, but I don't really need it because I've got other stuff going on for my home private network, and you know, IT stuff. Bleh, we'll ignore that part, but it's been blowing up like crazy and only when my uh my mom and melissa are playing a uh, a game on their phone called balls <laughs> and it's only because like the the ads some of the ad servers that tries to pull up are getting flagged as uh um as spam which is exactly what they are and so when they try to open it up it's like blocking it and then it sends me a notification but the problem is like with game apps, you get a fresh set of ads after every round and a round takes 30 seconds to a minute. So when they play, sometimes it's like it'll go off like 45 times in half an hour. I'm like, make it. So my phone will just be sent. <laughs> Which it started to get like a little annoying. And then I realized, wait a minute. I, I know when they're playing games. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sounds really annoying, to be honest. Well, they're both obsessed with them. Like, oh man, I wish like Melissa was like awake right now. And then I just check my phone; it's like buzzing like crazy. I'm like, oh, she's definitely not napping in the back. She's she's playing games. Like, ah. All right, all right, That's I got you. Funny. Busted. That's pretty funny. I saw Poppy for a second. Oh, <clears throat> and then she's 
Hey, sweetie. No, okay. Fine, be that way. <laughs> yeah. So do you want to uh, shout the other uh, sponsor, Spun Loud? I mean, you do love orange things. Oh, you're wearing pants. <clears throat> it's Velcro down, you jerk. How dare you Velcro down my pedal? It's not Velcro down. Okay, that's fair. It's just, just on the... I, I, I soldered my cables to the exact right length for every cable, so that it just fits. You Okay, so that's almost worse. <laughs> no, no, because this is where the Mount Hood was before. So okay. I just pulled the Mount Hood off and threw this exact length chain, because it's a fuzz. It's, it's fitting the, uh, the same purpose as before. I know we've talked about, like, how aesthetically appealing this pedal is, but we've never actually been able to show it to people. I know. It's just, I feel bad that I let a little dust get on it just from, like, <gasps> being in my, I feel like. And there we, we have go. your toolbox right there. It's my workbench. All right. So we're going to dust this off and then we'll show it off. All right. All this right. Is, all, this right is... all right. All right. This is the A plus treatment that we uh, give our pedals. We're not even going to give that give to the sponsors. king of tone that's sitting right next to it. All right, so this is. This is. I'm going to regret this here. Soon. All right, but da da. This is beautiful rounded edges, y'all. The spun loud blister and peel. And Sounds before my as it looks. Before my pinky gives out, I'm just going to set this down. Uh. But like go back, pause it, take a quick look at like those nice rounded edges, and you'll understand mm -hmm. why I swear it reminds me of Runt's candy. Like those yeah. nice round edges on the it just it just looks We mean so that nice. in a good way. We mean that in a good way, Dan. Oh, that's an <laughs> absolute like that's a like I'm now hungry. I want diabetes. I want to live life to the fullest. And when I say fullest, I mean just like my stomach. And oh my God. I just realized it. now everybody's gonna see the the facial reactions i have when you say something like that i'm gonna be able to see the facial reactions which you know what that's doing is that's just egging me on oh my god i loved my favorite comment about the uh mystery fuzz video that you filmed the intro for was that emily's face doesn't lie i'm like no it don't it does not i wish it did i can't pull i can't be like yeah that's great I like that a lot. <laughs> I actually haven't sat down to watch the video yet, so I don't know what your take was on the fuzz. I didn't talk during that demo at all. It was before I was talking oh, okay. during demos, but um, I think my face spoke more loudly than words. I think at one point I just go. <laughs> and then I stop the video. The knobs like, don't really do anything. <laughs> they don't do anything, Andrew. One of them literally does nothing literally doesn't i don't think it's attached to anything it is if you open it up it's attached did you open it up to show no, take a photo i did not i'm okay. sorry to say it was like i was looking i'm like what the hell like no, okay it's the, it's the leftmost knob didn't do jack squat and uh the other knobs did seem to do something but it was like to get any sound you had to have them like either like dead in the middle yeah. Like you couldn't have them all the way down or all the way up. It was like backwards or something. All right. So how those yeah. I, those IEM extenders are working overtime right now. <clears throat> are you going to open up live? Oh, uh, shoot. That's a flathead. Oh. I've got a better screwdriver on this one. This bolt I told him. Um, but yeah, so it's anyways, in and out fuzz. You really should have used a better microphone to film that video, by the way. I just used my phone and I figured you'd like <clears throat> normalize it in post. And then I forgot I to. I, I tried to fix as much. I fixed it as much as I could. I was running out of time. Yeah, I um, had to uh, remove noise and, and boost it some. Uh, but yes, I think maybe uh, we start doing this more often. Maybe I should get like a, a lapel of sorts. A lavalier mic. Indeed. Yeah, I have one. I don't use it very often because just like the SM57 with the launcher sounds a lot better. 
than the lav mic, but um, I don't know. I, I know Zoom makes some really good like lav mic things, so maybe I'll look into that. All right, so let the record show that there's only two screws on the back of this. Oh, I forgot about that. So we're just gonna we're is gonna it scratch take a... is it a scratch board? Kind of no. uh... <laughs> So if you look closely, it the all of the lines are painted in copper. Copper paint lines. Interesting. Uh and then the velcro on the back is just to keep it from grounding out. Right, 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 right. Um huh. and then there's They didn't want to that's like one of the, I forget what those are called, but like Normally, you just scratch from, make scratches from one point to another. Yeah, no, it's uh, not scratch board. It's literally, that is just paint. Um, that is copper paint. And I don't know if I've seen that before on a DIY. So, like, you don't, this isn't, like, something that someone populated um, for fun. Like, they they had to, have, like, built this out and, like, really planned how this is all going to go. Um, but if I take off, peel back the uh, the Velcro a little bit here, I mean. Yeah. That's interesting. That's so a that's lot what, of solder. That's some messy. That's like some big. Oh goops. yeah, it big goops. I'd be. Wor I'd have been worried like doing them. Like, is it actually going to touch the next uh, point there? Because this was worth mm. all twenty dollars that I spent on it. Sure. But <laughs> I'm a uh, yeah. There's definitely stuff in here like that's just a jumper. That's not even a resistor. That's just a like a jumper to because they must have like misdone one of their lines or added something that didn't need to be there. But yeah, wow. got a rainbow fish cap in there. Like there's like one random rainbow fish cap. There's a mustard cap. There's just like some random stuff in here that's just um. There's a germanium. Uh, it's just like it looks like a mismatch of things. Um, they are alpha pots. Which are not the worst quality. Um, but yeah, not no. the worst. That's a glowing uh, endorsement. And the uh, the closure is an NSC made in China. So, but yeah, no, the knobs like one of the knobs straight up does like next to nothing, and the volume knob does something, and the gain knob kind of takes it from like ninety percent to a hundred percent. So it really only does one sound. But I think it's kind of a fun sound. Like I'm not going to put it on my main rig, but it's still kind of fun to plug in every once in a while and just like. There we go. That is that is sound. That is something. <clears throat> yeah. Is, I mean it's it's very velcro-y. That was a good word that you used. It's it's very quiet. velcro. It's super freaking quiet. It sounds great on bass. I don't know if you had a chance to try it on bass. I didn't I didn't do it on bass because I did not want to. <laughs> it's you know, sometimes the nastiest, like most like unfun fuzzes on guitars sound the best on bass to me. Maybe that's just something that's wrong with what my perception of what bass should sound like, but no, I think that's fair. I think that they're like like a woolly mammoth isn't the kind of fuzz that's like for everybody, but it does sound especially cool on bass. I think. Yeah. So. Oh, and the uh, I don't know if you noticed, but the um, the knobs are labeled gain, tone, and volume. You they were like... labeled. Where were they labeled? <laughs> It's labeled on the back, and I don't know if you can even see it, uh, but no. it's in like blue pen. Oh, geez, yeah, I didn't notice that. And then like the knobs, like the direction for which where the knobs yeah, are I, I did scratched see in the scratches, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like they tried. It's I, they tried. I, I just want to know who had the audacity to sell, try to sell this for eighty nine ninety nine at a flea market, because that's. The the did person she, about did, she, did she pay that much for it? She didn't say that's how much she paid for it, but I'd be willing Freaking to bet she not. did. Well, I just would okay. So I would hope that you would not like you would haggle anything at a flea market down. But from eighty nine dollars, I think like the most you could reasonably haggle would be like sixty bucks. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on whether or not she got sixty dollars worth of enjoyment out of it. Less than a hundred dollars made in America, supporting a small business. Not all businesses, small businesses, are worthy of being supported. <laughs> but that's kind of uh, kind of stepping in the direction of our topic this week. Oh, is it? Is that how you're going to pull us into that? Uh, I think that is. Uh, so that little fuzz was eighty nine ninety nine at a flea market uh, list price. Who knows what mm -hmm. it actually sold for? 
and the fact that I bought it for $20 uh, is actually a talking point for later this episode, but we'll talk about uh, getting into that topic. There's a new lineup of pedals from JHS for $99 a pop. What's the lineup called? I forgot. Oh God, I should know this. Oh no. JHS pedals. I know Ryan Burke did some. Three series. Because it's got three knobs. Oh, okay. That's great. Really fun. going out on a limb with the uh, the naming convention, but I, it's simple. It's clear messaging. I could appreciate that. Yeah, totally. Um, it's about what seven pedals? Uh, yeah, there's seven pedals that they released. Um, so I think compression, overdrive, distortion, fuzz, uh, chorus, reverb, delay, and something else. Chorus, compressor, delay, distortion, fuzz, overdrive, reverb. They are all like the exact same enclosure. They're the same color. They're the same layout. Like they all have three knobs and a toggle and input and output on the side, uh, kind of toward the bottom. A lot, a lot of empty space in the design, like aesthetically. All have the same font. Like these are very, something very utilitarian about them. And I think it's kind of odd choice, an odd choice for them to release such kind of plain looking pedals when I've always thought the fun thing about JHS was like their design was never like complicated, but it was always colorful. It had a fun little graphic on it. Like it was kind of sweet and simple, but they've seemed like with their like Legends of Fuzz series, those were also all the same, like almost identical enclosures. Um <clears throat> Like they, I've, I, are they, are they just kind of like going more into that vein? Like, are they kind of going into? It's like this thing almost utilitarian about it, but not quite. Uh, I mean, it sure seems that they're going that direction. I, mean, I can't fully speak to what their their business intentions are, obviously, but I mean, that's two series in a row that's that's lent that direction. Yeah, that and... aesthetic, and those were both like. Actually, how much were the Legends of Fuzz series? Were those those were affordable, right? Those were affordable. I want to say they're in the ballpark of a hundred dollars as well. Oh no, one seventy nine. I said ballpark. That's a big percentage difference, dude. That's like an eighty percent difference. Yeah, well, if we're talking data uh, for a financial forecasting, that's that's flex room, right? But um, also the the sixty six series, like those were at least different colors, but they also didn't have really any graphics on them. They use the same knobs. They use the same enclosure. Um, most of them have the same number of not mod uh, knobs. So I do kind of wonder if they're just kind of going in this more like simplistic sort of aesthetic. And I think, and that's weird to say this, but uh, and I kind of, I don't know why I'm about to say this. When Debbie ever was at the end of her kind of pedal company journey, she had made some comment about like, I used to really like doing the fun designs, but nobody wants that. They just want like really plain looking pedals. It seems like, and cause that's what sold better for her. So I wonder if Josh Scott is kind of experiencing the same thing. Not that any of his pedals were like outrageous looking, but like these I are mean, all, these are also, these are all clearly the same mock-up is what is kind of like these are not different photographs of actual pedals these are literally mock-ups when you look at them like look at them all at the same time on the jhs website they all have um the foot switch the lighting is kind of reflecting off of the top right top left um part of that um bolt and the shadows uh, are all identical they're not because the 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 bolt on the foot switch is different rotation on each of the photos. Not where I'm looking. On the actual website, on the product part of the website. Yep. No, I disagree. That is demonstrably they all, they're in different. They're the chorus. The chorus that's perfectly flat across the top. Then the compressor, you got a point sticking out of the top. That is not the for the for the the rotation of the bolt that is that's not what i'm seeing i'm looking at jhspedals.info forward slash current pedals i'm looking at jhspedals.info <laughs> oh dude you're looking at the of course the hero image is an actual 
photography shot. They're not just rotating the pedal. I clicked on current pedals. Okay, let's click on current pedals. Dude, Where's... how dumb do you think I am? Well, I, that's why I was confused. Like, that's definitely not. Okay, yes, these are mock-ups. Yeah, those I agree are all with mock-ups. You. The, product sh- the official product shots are, are mock-ups. I mean, I. that's fine. That's fine. I'm just pointing it I... out. It's interesting. That's not abnormal. No, it's not. It's just interesting to me. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I I think it's I think it fits a, a really nice niche. And I've had a little bit of time to think about this, but I mean, so Earthquaker devices really seem to prove that there's a market for like a $99 meat and potatoes uh, effect. Just from a uh, bo- boutique brand. From a boutique, from a brand that you trust, it's made in America. You you've got someone it's on the other in America line at the very least. At the very at the, least, assembled in America. Right. I mean, <clears throat> I'm not legally. They're calling it made in America. I don't know what to agree that we would agree th- with that. But I mean, if, if it meets a legal definition, it meets a legal definition. I'm not one. To I argue. mean, it's definitely There's, like Americans being paid to assemble them. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're definitely employing Americans with your purchase. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Totally. And I think there's something to be said about that. That's um, cool. I like it. From like an economist Americans. standpoint. But no, and then you've got, I mean, it's a brand that you trust. JHS has been around for a while. And by and large, they've really gathered the trust of a large chunk of the community. And you've got the customer service. You've got it, all of these things add up. And it seems like for 99 knowledge, that's such mm-hmm. a great value. And Earthquaker did this with the Plumes. The Plumes is their, their, their new iteration of their attempt or not attempt. They did a phenomenal job, but their, uh, their take on the tube screamer. The first round was the dunes slash the Palisades dunes is the single size unit. Palisades was the larger with three foot switches. And, um, and then this time around they did the, the, the plumes for $99. Everyone's like, I'm sorry. Did you say, did you say $99? For a boutique tube screamer that according, like if I'm listening to Andy's demo right here, like this is making the Vermeerum stuff sound equitable. I mean, this you're, why would I pay $400 for something at that level when I could just get this plumes? And, and so they did a phenomenal job with that. They did some fun stuff with colors. I would like the design they did. Um, uh, they also like the limited edition stuff. I mean, they they went all in on it, and I really love what Earthquaker Devices did with that. Now, fast forward, we've got this coming out. This isn't uh, obviously they're not doing like the the fun colors that uh, Earthquaker Devices did. At least at this point, they're just opening up with white. But it's just the same kind of. The, it seems to me very similar. It's just this ninety nine dollar meat and potatoes. This will get you somewhere. This is something for you to make music with. This is very much intended to be a tool, and not like the haha the it factor. Mm-hmm. I've spent four hundred dollars on a reverb pedal, or nine hundred. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that another time. I still don't know how to feel about that. Um, I feel but, very happy. I feel very happy for them, and a little sad for me. <laughs> No, but I back mean, to JHS and then no, I think you're right. I think there's obviously like if you can get like the cool brand and have the 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 sound that you want, that's really neat and cool and I get it. And I'm sure that that part of them being this very basic aesthetic is saving a little bit of money because they're not having to order extremely different inclu- I can't imagine how like what the price difference is. It has to be small, but that can be big over up. large. If you're trying to get down to a $99 pedal, if you've just mm-hmm. got them, all of your enclosures are white powder right. coated with the same drill drill enclosure, and then you can have those all delivered and then go through the screen print process for the top. Do you think um, they're screen printing those themselves? Because I don't. Maybe not. I mean, I'm sure that there's a cost saving measure in having them all drilled the yeah. exact same way, powder coated the exact same way. And the screen print is really only a, a, a mildly different. Yeah. And so... I mean, sure I imagine that I imagine that gets it down to as little as possible. Yeah. For where they're yeah. at to to make room for the margin for this to be a uh, a viable business decision. I like that somebody already made a board of just those pedals. And when I like the first as the, the moment I saw them, because I've been thinking about people who do like uh, color 
color block kind of like color like they just want all the petals to be the same color whether that's black or pink or orange um and i'm like i would and i've always felt about those boards i would just get so confused and this would be more confusing because not only are they the same color they're aesthetically extremely similar like on a dark stage you're not you would have to have like your signal chain more memorized right um, because they're the same color but it has all that empty space maybe you put a sticker on it or draw a little maybe like i should just make some fox cairo uh, label stickers for glowing in the dark and adding some color do do that <laughs> an aftermarket just the soup like a straight up square this is what this pedal is. Yeah, just like, like a one inch, but or like one and a half inch, but one and a half inch square, like one yeah. inch maybe. Like, yeah, do that, dude. <laughs> Tell you what, if enough people say I would be seriously interested in that, I I might pay someone to to design something for me, and I can crank out uh, some samples to send to folks. Someone like our Patreon supporter, Joe Braga. If you want to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash get offset. We are very close to our $100 Patreon supporter goal. At the $100 level, we will once again read everybody's name out loud who supports. And at the $250 level, I forgot that I did this. Uh, at the $250 level, I will do a record one episode of the podcast um, legitimately uh, drunk. And I won't edit anything. <laughs> and for that, I will be sober. So I will be having, I will have fun with that. Yeah, so let me look at. I'm trying to let it get. I, I can see it now. Patrons. Like Emily, why is there a Emily? There's a giant spider. Oh, Emily, are you? You need to kill the spider. Kill the spider now. Kill it. Get and just watch you freak out. Watch me die. <laughs> I told um, you that story about my cat. I have to. I have to pull it up here. Our newest patrons for the Get Offset Patreon program. David Ishizaka pledge one dollar. Thank you, David. J. Ryan Conklin pledged five. Cor Conklin pledged five dollars. Thank you, J. Ryan Conklin. Uh, Lauren Kelly pledged five dollars. Thank you, Lauren. And Dan Morrison pledged five dollars. Thank you, Dan. That's awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate I'm our right, patrons right here. You make it. You make it possible, and uh less financially irresponsible for us to do this <laughs> yeah starting this podcast is not the most financially advisable thing for where i was in life no. but we did it we did it we made it we're here and uh we've, with we've, your gone, support. we've gone over the hump we've, we're we're no longer in the red we were in the red for about 18 months <laughs> <laughs> and we appreciate it like sincerely on a really deep level yeah <laughs> me too so at the, so sorry, at the $5 Patreon level, you get access to our super secret group chat, which is currently on Facebook Messenger. And uh, you get access to bonus content, uh, such as the videos of me soldering pickup swaps, working on things. Oh, no. What just happened? I was just like, I'm going to pull it up. I'm like, I because I check the, the, the group chat pretty frequently. I have and 81 unread messages. I don't. Want I to have 95, it. so I must have checked it because I, I spent the last few minutes before we hopped online to do this, uh, making sure everything was taken care of with the family and getting my own breakfast. And oh, 96 unread messages. <laughs> been a busy Saturday morning, but seriously, we're 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 There's pretty. There's been a lot in happening in the world. There's been a lot. There happening has been in a lot. Happening. We're not going to talk. We're not going to talk. It's not for this episode. It's just not worth it this week. Um, no. let's focus on the happy things in life. Yeah. But so we, we are, talked a little bit about the, about the JHS. So, um, I've got more thoughts on that though. Yeah. I I'm interested to hear them. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay. So here's my thoughts and I'm going to go into like a weird headspace for a moment and you're just, I apologize for the ramble in advance. So $99 for a made in America pedal. And like the argument you can make is like, well, if you're if you're just looking for something super basic that's going to get the job done, why wouldn't you just buy something like a K line or a Donner or a Moore, like something for like that goes go for like a as little like twenty five thirty dollars, and they're they're small they're small footprint, so you don't have to worry like the side jacks don't matter as much because that would be my one thing with the JHS. I'm like, why did you do side jacks? <sighs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like a lot easier, I think. Yeah, that's fine. But especially with the knobs up where they are. <laughs> so no, but seriously, like you could get a mini pedal that's going to do the same job, and I'm just, and the that's kind of an argument you could make. But I'm just looking at this, going like, well, first of all, the resale value on those is trash, and if you're anything like the average guitar player, uh, half the fun of getting into the pedal game is is buying and selling and trading and just exploring. I mean, that's just there's so much fun to have in that in that specific realm of like not keeping stuff for forever and trading it around. If you're going to go for the $30 route, you're not, you're going to sell that for $10 on Craigslist and drive an hour and a half to sell it. I mean, that's just, that's kind of the vibe that I get from that. It's just not worth your hour and a half to sell it, dude. Of course I'm being a little bit of, that's a bit of an exaggeration, but I mean, maybe it's not, but I make people come to me for a hundred dollars realistically i could see these reselling for 70 to 90 depending on how available they are and what the once these fully hit the market what the overall like understanding is of how well they are and i think it's for them i think they're trying to find that fine line and i think earthquaker found it uh, and they're following suit on that and because if you look at it the it's so like the the cheap knockoff brand pedals Sure, that's not going to do it. But if we look back a few years, TC Electronic did this with their $50 pedal series. You remember that? And they're a little bit bulky, but they were top jacks. Um, and <laughs> they were top jacks. They they were uh, a lot of them were this is right after they got bought up by Behringer. And so a lot of the the unit, the circuits in there were kind of redesigned or reframed circuits from old Behringer units. And yeah. so there's some familiar sounds. They're tried and uh, true tested. Uh, and they didn't sell super great for what I expected them to sell. They, they came out when I was working at Guitar Center, and that's why I remember it so vividly, mm. is it was a really mixed response. Oh, and then you went those, from yeah. some were $50, and mm. then some of them went for $60. And then they just- Were those the, the ones that you could like get three for 100 bucks on Black Friday that year? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Um. So it seems like that should have done crazy well, because let's be honest, not everyone who's into this hobby is- flush with cash like we all know super rich steve flush with cash mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh not everybody is and that the, we want this to be an accessible industry an accessible hobby a community and you not feel like you have to spend five grand and sell your children to to participate and so you would think that like the tc electronic that fits that nice in between and somehow i just i I don't see them that often. I certainly don't hear them talked about in any sort of sense of like there's hype. The resale value is trash last I checked. And it, so it feels like there's a great swing, big miss in terms of trying to fit that niche of I want something good and reliable. Oh, that's the other thing is the foot switch on those uh, foot switches on those had a tendency to just crap out or sometimes they're just uh, bad out of the box. They're just uh, not great feeling foot switches. I don't I think the the JHS ones here have soft relay switching, yeah, which is something that's um almost unimaginable like that now i like it quite a bit um i understand the folks who like like to feel that click i don't feel as attached to that and i really like the the soft feel i feel like if there's an led i don't really care if there's a, a click if there's an led it certainly doesn't matter as much and uh mm -hmm. if what you're playing is so subtle that you can't tell that you turned it on why is that rude <laughs> no it's not rude but so, I think just looking, I think, yeah, I don't know. I've never no. really had that problem or that concern. My bigger problem is hitting stuff when I wasn't supposed to. Hmm. So I know all of that to say, I think that's just a lot of like things that are jumbling around in my head that make me go. I think this is actually really smart. I think mm -hmm. that it fits that really nice balance at the price point and the feature set between the. I want something that's going to do the job, but I also want something that I can, that I'm going to get a decent resale value out of that I know is going to be reliable, that, uh, that there's going to be that it's JHS. It's JHS has that little bit of that it factor. Like I am a JHS pedal owner and there's something that comes with that. And same with all the other boutique brands. There's something nice about that. I'm not, not a lot of people feel that way about TC electronics. So I think this hits a really nice niche here and it, I don't care about that as much in sense for what that means for JHS. I wish them well, but I'm not like, yay, JHS. Like 
I don't know. I'm not as emotionally invested in their success as a company as I am with other companies. But what I am invested in is wanting there to be more accessible options on the market for people to be able to get into at a lower price point and to be able to experience at least a decent level of quality and to be able to participate. And because a lot of a lot of beginners are women, a lot of beginners are, I mean, just young, young people, yes, teenagers. And that's such a big thing. Like, I mean, when I was a kid, I bought a couple boss pedals and a couple of those Dan Electra lunchbox series pedals because that was what I could afford. Right. Like now, yeah, like if I really want to splurge with my hard earned money, I can buy the expensive pedals. Um, But back then, no, it was like, oh, gosh, how am I ever going to be able to afford a chorus pedal? Right. And I, I've definitely felt that stress through because um, I started really getting serious about electric when I was in college and I mm-hmm. couldn't afford to buy a hot dog at Wiener Schnitzel. Yeah, um, told us that story. I told you the story and I. Hi, sweetie. I, I definitely like several times it was like not abnormal. Like get to the grocery checkout line and like as I, like I would shop as as I'm walking around the grocery store, like adding up items in my cart going, OK, I'm at thirty six dollars. Mm-hmm. I can't go above 50 and like kind of doing that math in my head and getting up there and watching the checkout line going, you know, we're going to put this back. I can't afford that. I've been there so many times. So and, you but go to also, the grocery store and you're like, just stop it at $45. Right. Please. Whatever makes it across. <laughs> yeah. I put um, it down in the order of importance. And if it does not, <laughs> if I have to cut it off at some point, I'll do it. Like they're not. And just for the record, there's literally no shame in doing that. A lot of people do it. A lot of people have done it. And, grocery clerks are pretty used to it so yeah i i never felt like i was getting the kind of look from anybody yeah but i mean yeah nobody cares that's when i was getting into guitar that's and i know that that i'm not alone in that hey sweetie you want some pets yeah so i think this is kind of that nice in between like as a as a parent i'm not gonna buy my child a 300 dollar reverb pedal for christmas um hundred dollars maybe yeah so i, I under a hundred but under a hundred you're worried about you're buying trash i mean so that's yeah. where I'm, I'm looking at this and going i think this is a really great opportunity like i you know for the average guitarist if you want it great but what this really gets me excited about is for the entry level folks yeah. the folks that are trying to get into it the folks that are exploring on a budget and i think that's actually really neat i really appreciate that yeah not one to wax and wane that much on jhs pedals i think they for a hundred bucks for a hundred bucks you like you put your little your little baba duke sticker on it or whatever and yeah or your this machine surrounds hate and forces it to surrender a sticker or your i've lost oh i've got a make noise not war i had a bag of stickers next to my workbench and i don't know where i put it but i've got like a full like zip like gallon ziploc bag of stickers I just keep them on like my desk until I'm ready to use them. It was Lance Giles from Dogman Device's birthday earlier this week. Happy belated oh, happy birthday, birthday well, Lance! Last week was happy belated birthday, Lance. Lance, happy birthday! Yeah. This is your birthday song. It's not very long. It's over now. It's over. That was it. Yeah. Speaking of that, was it? Is that a good place to wrap this? Is that your way of saying this is it? Yeah, it's probably not a bad place to wrap it things up. Is it. Um, please check us out on Patreon, getoffset.com, patreon.com slash getoffset. Check out getoffsetpodcast.com slash shop for merch. Please rate and review on iTunes. That's huge for us. Subscribe on the YouTube. Also huge for us. Check out Andrew's Fox Cairo. Check out my band. Check out my song. Um old growth on the violet compilation uh my band sunday crush our album is available for pre-order at donutsounds.com um but thanks for listening thanks for understanding until next time my name is emily one more thing to add to your list of things that you need to do this week buy something orange my name is andrew bye